This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Royal Daltons with Michael and Glenn on Joy 94.9. Yeah, great to have your company on your Wednesday afternoon. A big hello to Florence, who was not well last week, but she's written in to let us know that she's all back to normal. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, we've been worried sick, haven't yes, we? Yes, it took a whole week. My God. It's very bad. Now, Michael Dalton, one of, uh, let's say, probably the most iconic uh, movies in the GLBTR community over the last uh, 20 years, and yep. maybe even ever, is a movie called The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. 20 years ago it came out. I know. We remember where we were when we watched well, it. Well, we just mentioned that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. But uh, this man has uh, been part of a, an important documentary which uh, basically gets into the bare bones of it. His name is Alex Barry, and he, we say welcome to the Royal Daltons. Hello. Thank you very much. Now, this is called Between a Frock and a Hard Place. It airs on Thursday tomorrow on the ABC. What uh, led to this being put together? Uh, It started with the ABC approaching us um, and wanting to do something around the 20th anniversary of the feature film Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And uh, we didn't want to just do a a straightforward making of film, you know. So we started thinking about how can we make this a bit meatier and a bit more interesting. And so we hit on the idea of weaving two narratives together. So trying to look at the social history in the decades preceding Priscilla and, and, and weave those two narratives together. So to try to find the, the points of intersection from the film that we could track back into the, into the social history that came before it. And, and it turns out that, you know, a, a lot, the people that were involved in making the film, you know, some of them are in their 30s or 40s. So they had been leaving the suburbs of, of Sydney and Melbourne and um, other cities coming into the centre of town um, to find something different and so their personal stories actually gave us a lot of um, you know fodder to to be able to explore that social history and then we would then of course went to uh, people who weren't in the film but who were very involved in activism or the the beginnings of Mardi Gras and that kind of thing so that that was how the idea developed. So what's your view on how a movie like Priscilla did change culture? Well, I, I think that Priscilla didn't necessarily... I mean, it, it definitely was a breakthrough film and um, a kind of catalyst of a, of a film. Um, but it it also it arrived at exactly the right time, you know. Um, Hugo Weaving in the, in the documentary talks about how it rode, it rode this great wave and the, the wave is, is what's been building up in the all the work and the struggles that the previous generation of um, of people in the gay community from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, um, all the work that they've done. And then Priscilla arrives at this perfect moment where, it, you know, it, the the world, it's like the world is ready for that kind of film and they're ready to to um, look at gay culture in a different way. And, and in a sense, it did have something unique about it as well, which was that it, it hit on the idea of 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 music of of drag which is colorful and relatable and drag queens are this you know in a sense they 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 kind of partake of the australian 
vernacular, you know, the Australian sense of humour mm-hmm. and the, the quick put-down. You know, they're used to hostile audiences, cutting their teeth in audiences that'll shout things out and they're, they know how to put someone in their place with a few, a few words and use humour to do it. And so they're, they were kind of like the perfect warriors, you know, the perfect yeah. soldiers to go out there and, and, um, and take the sort of message of acceptance. It must have been lovely having uh, Terence Stamp uh, narrate it for you. Yes, it was. And I'll tell you a funny story, which is I, I went to meet him in London. And um, so we'd, Paul Clark, the other director and writer, mm-hmm. um, we'd hit on the idea of, of having Terence Stamp narrate the film rather than just be an interviewee. And, and that he would narrate it as himself, as Terence Stamp, so he'd tell us about his experience of doing the film. But he'd also sort of narrate it as Bernadette, as his character. Right. So he would comment on, on things and he would sort of interject occasionally. And um, so we'd, we'd booked him in. He'd agreed to do the narration, but we hadn't told him exactly what we were thinking of how, you know, we were going to do that. And so my job was to go and break the news to him that we didn't just want him to sit in a studio and do the voice that we wanted him to actually tell his own personal story was he good with that well he was <laughs> he didn't take he was a bit you know i think he was a bit annoyed thanks for the warning kind of annoyed yeah <laughs> he'd been sprung yes but um it was also funny because i i met him in um the cafe on the level five of harvey nicks which is this very posh department store yep. in london and um I was there first, and then he, I was sort of scanning, and I, I saw this man walking in, and he, and he literally looked like um, a homeless person. I mean, like he had a, a T-shirt. He's an actor. He had a sort of grey T-shirt <laughs> with holes in it, and he had this sort of cargo pants, sort of ill-fitting cargo pants, and um, sandals with sort of like gnarly toenails. And, um, <laughs> and he sat down, and he kind of had that old man sort of smell about him, you know, and I, <laughs> And I was going, fuck it, oh, God. <laughs> but then as soon as he, it was That's amazing hilarious. because as soon as he started talking yes. and as soon as I, you know, you lock into his eyes, which are just amazing, right. eyes are just so commanding, then it was just instant movie star, you know, yeah. like as soon as he started talking, it was, that was there was Terry Stamp. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing role for for him and uh, for, well, for all of them, really, all the men in it. Um, but uh, mainly Terence and, uh, you know, those sort of roles don't come around very often, I don't think, you know, but you've got to be willing to do them. That's the point. Absolutely. And he was terrified, you know. Right. And um, he didn't realise or maybe he was suppressing the fact that he was scared of it. So initially when he was presented with the offer, he just he was very dismissive. He said, oh, it's sort of a bit of a predictable, silly film, isn't mm. it? You know, and, and it took a friend of his... Uh, um, called Caroline Bliss, who was with him at the time when he was talking to his agent. And his um, friend, Caroline, said, just say yes and hang up. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Thank and God. Recognised that he was just, he was scared, you know. He was yeah. scared of not being able to do it. And he was scared of, he was confronted by the idea of becoming a woman, you know. He, yes. It was confronting to him. And so well, he, he had to overcome that. I think in... Um you know, could have easily have been done in a way that it was more, you know, dismissive and not and the mocking. F- and, and mocking and not mm. the movie that it actually uh, became turned out to be. Mm, absolutely, yeah. So part of the documentary, you uh, you talk to Hugo. You you have Terence. Who else is interviewed as part of the uh, process? So in terms of people who were involved in the film, there's also Guy Pierce, mm. who's, who's very very funny. Yes. And um, 
you know, we discovered that Guy had a musical theatre background, so he was very comfortable in a pair of heels. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's this wonderful moment where they're, before they head out into the desert to start filming, they they go out on the town in drag to see what it's like, you know. So they hit Oxford Street. They go to DCMs on Oxford Street. Mm-hmm. And um, all in drag. And Guy has an absolute whale of a time. And he's just, you know... Um, revolting basically he just, <laughs> he just cuts dick all over the place and is just enjoying having way too much fun correct um, Hugo <laughs> passes out underneath the table brilliant sounds and, like um, a normal night in Oxford yeah. Street exactly and, let's be and honest Terence sits in the corner um, you know very disapproving yes I love sipping it. a Malibu yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it's called Between a Frock and a Hard Place. Uh, tomorrow night, 8.30 on the ABC, followed yeah. by a special edition of Q&A, where panellists will engage in a lively discussion about the issues of our changing attitudes to homosexuality and masculinity. We can't wait for yeah, this. Yeah, brilliant. Great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks. Nice to talk to you. Bye-bye, mm-hmm. mate. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Alex Barry there. Yes, as we say, check out the documentary Between a Frock and a Hard Place, a story of how the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, changed the culture. The Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. Yeah, great to have your company on your Wednesday afternoon. It's Glenn and it's Michael, but we are also joined by a few others, aren't we, Michael Dalton? millions in here. Well, maybe not millions, but uh, certainly quite a number. They are the vocal stylings of both Suede and Ginger and Tonic. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, Hi. look, it's great to have you here. Now, uh, you guys are two separate vocal groups, but you're doing a show together as part of the Melbourne Cabaret Festival. Emma, I'm going to start with you. Why on earth would you subject yourself to that? <laughs> that is a really, really good question, something we're still struggling with in rehearsal. <laughs> yes. um, no, look, we, um, we have known David and Neville from the Melbourne Cabaret Festival for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we just really wanted to do the festival again. And they said, well, you know the group Suede. Have you ever thought about collaborating with them? This could be a really great opportunity for both of you. And it's been a lot of fun so far. Well, they, um, you talked to David and Neville. The Cabaret Festival opens tomorrow night with a gala. And uh, they were looking uh, for new acts, new experiences appearances, weren't they? Absolutely. Rather than just getting... That's why know, Dolly Diamond's not doing it, because it's just like a whole old hat. <laughs> She's unwelcomed. Um, but no, it's great, I think. It's uh, what they wanted to make it new, so that audience would get to see different groups. At such, you know, And this is obviously that, isn't it? This is a different lineup. You've not worked with them, they've not worked with you. No. And uh, that way, if you enjoy the music of both of you, um, you get to see it in a different light. Yeah, absolutely. I think what the guys are doing with the festival is extremely brave. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's providing uh, some fantastic opportunities for a lot of acts that perhaps haven't had that opportunity before. And it's great for us to get to work together. Yeah. Now, Loz, uh, what is it uh, you come from, the suede part of the equation? What is it that suede do if people don't know? Well, uh, suede, much like Ginger and Tonic, uh, is, a, is an a cappella band. We do everything... Um, everything with our voices and other body noises mm. uh, and uh, oh. so there might be like beatboxing kind of thing there's a little bit of beatboxing goes yeah. on not necessarily uh, passing wind yeah. or anything like that if you could do oh, it musically well. you'd be in wouldn't you <laughs> well you never I'm know not, I guess. I'm not touching that <laughs> but look to be honest I just got three million views on a YouTube video <laughs> where I did 
make a symphonic uh, arrangement of a particularly musical fart that I did. But, Seriously? But really? I'm not here to talk He's about that. I'm not even joking about that. Oh I was God. wondering if he'd find a way you to work brought it in, up. and he I, did. I, I, I think I brought that it my, up. That wasn't my fault. Come on, I can't but be listen, blamed for I that one. Listen, I think if you get three million, then you're doing all right. You're welcome yeah. to, yeah. 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 Did you put an ad on that? Are you now a billionaire? Uh, I'm kind of hoping to yes. make a little bit of money. Yeah. My ass has an agent now in Ireland. You're not the only one for that. <laughs> How did you make your fortune? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so, <clears throat> um, yes, uh, mainly voices, uh, yeah. a little bit of beatboxing, and uh, but obviously uh, when you have a, a an all-male a cappella group, uh, you tend to be rather heavy on the bottom end, and I've certainly been accused of that. <laughs> and uh, when you've got an all-female uh, a cappella group, you tend to be uh, on the trebly side. So this is an opportunity for us to... Uh, Spread across the spectrum. Yeah, combining mm. it. And uh, what, what if we're going to watch this, then we're going along to watch. What do we expect? I guess because you girls definitely mm. like to play around as well. You muck, you know, muck about it. You know what I mean by that. I, you know, I do. It isn't just you know. It's not just straight music, so to speak. No, no. I mean, look. The bottom line is Ginger and Tonic are still desperate and dateless. So um, we are coming together with the boys with the hope that I don't know. You look you know, good in comparison. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> I yes. think that's um, that no. without saying, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there could be some romance in the air. You know, oh, the boys, wow. are, the boys are open to it. Um, we're open to it. You know, anything could happen. Boys are and it probably will. If, yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Involved. Very encourageable, aren't they? So uh, can you give us a little bit of a hint of what numbers yeah, people are going to see? Well, that's the exciting thing. So we've got a bit of um, basically 90% of the show is original original music. Wow. So um, Jane and a few of the boys from Suede have been working really hard um, writing these original songs for the show um, specifically to fit into to what we needed. And they're fantastic. And we're going to do one of them for you um, today. And we've never performed it before so that's okay. a bit exciting all right so uh, where did this song come from what's this song about this is oh. straight from uh, the brain of jane okay mm-hmm. yeah. just frightening place but you know jane's kind of had yeah. a little come in jane well, come you closer know, you know a few life experiences it pretty much speaks for itself okay <laughs> well i think that, we need to um, listen to me yeah this is a uh, perfect opportunity the world premiere some would say of uh Suede and ginger and tonic. Uh, Smoothie to go is the Indeed. Name of the track. Smoothie to go. Take it away. He started out making sex eyes at me. Sex eyes. Those sex eyes that brought me to my knees. He kept it up and I played right into his hand. He sucked me in, I was at his command We went back to his place, he was really sweet Until the morning when he said to me Morning, babe. I had a really good night. Was your pillow satisfactory? Did you sleep all right? Here, I've made you a smoothie. I know you like those, but now I've got to clean my flat so you can take it to go. <gasps> Just another dud. What a dud. In the game of love, you couldn't oh, wait to have me leaving. Could have made up a better reason. Oh, just another dud. In the game of love, well, you can keep your head. Then there was the guy 
man bun We met at a party I thought he could be the one Yeah, as we spoke My future flashed before my eyes We'd have lots of babies And I would be his wife We went back to his place Cause he just lived nearby Then in the morning My dreams all went right. Morning, babe. I had a really good night. Was your pillow satisfactory? Did you sleep all right? See, I'm totally a runner. Here, I've got some running shoes and I'm going for a run. So you better leave too. Just another dud. In that game of love, you couldn't wait to have me leaving. Swore I'd never again go home with a man before he was my boyfriend. So there I was with a guy on our tenth date, the conversation flowing, it was going great, it was long enough. That he had done the chase. I thought the time is right, and we went back to his place. But then. Morning, babe. I had a really good night. Was your pillow satisfactory? Did you sleep all right? I really like you, so don't take this the wrong way, but you're gonna have to leave. I've got some bills to pay. What? So many duds. Where do the duds? Come from so many dads, so many dads. Where can I find someone I like? A man who is just another dad. You guys are brilliant. Oh. Brilliant. I think you should. You need to get that out. You need to release that. Oh, I loved it, it loved it, loved world. it. Wow, fantastic. Now, when does all this kick off, Glenn? Now, it's called A Match Made in Harmony, the vocal stylings of Suede, together with Ginger and Tonic. It's at Chapel of Chapel as part of the Melbourne Cabaret Festival. It kicks off on the 19th of June, selected dates, not every night, but finishes up on the 27th. As I say, go to melbournecabaret.com. A Match Made in Harmony. And you bloody well are. Can't wait. Oh. We love it. We love Thanks, it. Michael. I got a little snap Thanks. of that. You're on our Facebook. Oh, put us on your Facebook. Oh, yes. Do it. Oh, yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank thanks you. for coming in. Good on you. The Royal Daltons with Michael and Glenn on Joy 94.9. It's great to have your company. 22 minutes to 6 on your Wednesday afternoon. Requests after 6 o'clock are all about people who are no longer with us. Yeah, we thought we'd give them, we'd breathe a bit of life back into them. Yep, yeah, so if you've got one. Michael Jackson. Whitney. Amy Winehouse. Elvis. 
0427 join 949 or email on her at joy.org.au. Now, we're not alone, are we? No, we are not alone. We've been excited to welcome this woman because, um, well, we have done the apps, haven't we? We've done the apps. We mention the apps nearly every week. Mm-hmm. Because I gave them up, but I brought them back in. Well, they can be addictive, and someone who might know a little bit about that is Noni McCallum, and she's got a show called Tinderella, but God, welcome to the Royal Daltons. Thank you very much for having me. Well, we want to know, because you've been uh, you've been on the apps, I guess, because you, you have to have been. Well, it's inspired your show. Yeah, I've... I've it started when I uh, I was in New York for about six months and my friend said, it's the only way we do it over here. Everybody's online. That's how you Because everybody date. used to go out dating, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know? And um, and I love a date. I do. I'm a big fan of a date rather than, you know. A hookup. A hookup, right. all of that. Mm. Um, I'm all right with both. <laughs> You've got to be versatile. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've tried most of them, except mm. for plenty of fish. I thought it would be a good idea to avoid fishing in the same pond as my mum. Oh, God, imagine that. Yeah. I don't know that one. Is it for more oldies? I think so. Yeah, oh. I'm assuming yeah. your mum's older. Yeah, she, is, yeah. uh, she is older than me. Yeah. Just. She has to good. be. Yeah, yeah. Surely. So, yeah. At least nine months. Yes. yes, exactly. So what's your experience on Tinder Bean? If people don't know what Tinder is, it's like a big app and you just get the photo, which is actually extracted from the person's Facebook, mm. and then you just say swipe yes or swipe no, swipe left or swipe right. Yeah, that's right. I, I prefer Tinder. Because I don't think you um, build up as much expectation as you do with full profiles. Mm. Um, you know, when you have a bit of, oh, he, he likes to do this and this, these are his hobbies. Um, he earns this much and he works in this. Um, and they you never create... say that on, those, on the gay ones, do they? <laughs> <laughs> you create this idea of, of the person and, um, and that's not necessarily true. Whereas with Tinder, it's kind of... Hot or not, that's that's, yes. no, that's I, it. I think you're exactly right. And that's one of the big things about online dating is that you end up creating this, uh, everything that you don't know about the person. And uh, what are you going to fill that up with? You're not going to fill that up with characteristics you don't like. Yeah, but also you lose that, um, that great first date material. Mm. If you know all of that already... What? What do you talk about when you meet them? I love that first meeting where you do the, I'm from here, I grew up there, I have these brothers or sisters, and I don't like eggplant, you know? Yeah. Have you done a lot of that then? Have you done, gone on dates? Heaps. Right. Yes. And for the last six weeks, my very close friends have been operating my Tinder for me and setting me up on dates that right. I have really? to go on. Yeah. I keep a blog about it on my wow. website. Right. Give us your website. Uh, it's – oh, you can actually uh, access it via my Facebook page as well. So um, Facebook forward slash Noni Muck. Yeah, easy. Noni Muck. Yeah, and it's Muck. called Swipe Right. Mm -hmm. It's my blog. So you put all of this stuff into a show called Tinderella, yeah. which uh, basically does what? Um, Tinderella is – well, it's a it's kind of shared experience, really. These are stories that everybody has. They just happen to be my stories, but um, they're so relatable. You know, bad kisses. Um, yeah. For for me personally, a lot of teenage faulty gaydar, um, and uh, all sorts of things like the kind of things not to talk to talk about on first dates. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an evening of. Uh, 
of my reminiscences, but well, it's something that like, everyone Yeah, can dating understand. disasters that people can relate to. Yeah. Yes, although this young lady has the most amazing voice. So you intercept it with song. We do, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I've never used it, right? right? So you brought in your mobile, which you actually give around to the audience, this, don't you? Yeah, this is called the Tinder phone. So it's a separate phone that only has Tinder on it. Oh, wow. And this is what my friends have had for the last six weeks. And now, because I'm done with my friends' dates, now I'm only going on audience dates. So you're swiping tonight in the studio. Yes. I might go on a date from one of your matches now, this if, Saturday. Now, if I don't reckon he's right, do I... You swipe left. You swipe left. That now, way. you know, obviously this radio is difficult for me to... But you can describe I, I, it. Yeah, I just don't believe... Because it's all about what your little photo does, isn't it? Mm. You know, and yeah. if you're say, you know, whether you're you know gorgeous or whatever it is, or hideous or whatever it is, I think it's about the guy. The guy just looks like he's tr- trying a bit too much. Sure, yes, would be my guess. But I just feel a bit mean going no. Um, he doesn't know. No, so don't feel too bad. All right. Um, but if you're not quite there's sure, there's no way he knows. There's no way he knows. All right. Um, if you're not quite sure, you can click on his picture and he yes. might have other pictures that can convince oh, you. Right. So well, I, I'm just logging idea. into it. What do you think of this guy, Michael? No. Y- yeah. He's I think when you're wearing your 3D glasses. And smoking a cigar in your profile <laughs> shot, rob a 21-year-old. Um, I'm putting no there. Sorry. All right. Um, yes, there's a few no's. And... Uh, mm. Wow. Well, we're going to go to a song. You're going to keep doing this. Yeah, but, but I'm uh, going to get you a day. I'm going to get you a day. Let us know yeah. your Tinder experiences or dating experiences. 0427 Joy 949 or email honour at joy.org.au. The Royal Daltons with Michael and Glenn on Joy 94.9. Yeah, and we're joined by Nona McCallum, who's got a show called Tinderella, and we've been Tindering all through that last song. Yes. Now, what I wanted to ask mm. is if I swipe left, and I, that means I don't want them. Yes. Can you get them back? Um. Look, every now and then you change the settings or there's an update or something and you do see the same people again. You're not I don't think you're supposed to see them again, right. but we see them all the oh, time. Oh really? Yeah, I'd heard that that they do come back. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And uh, so basically you put this show together where mm. you uh, tell stories of the dates you've been on. Yeah, it's uh some of them are dates that I've been on, some are just uh uh terrific songs. About uh, meeting new people. And are these original songs? No. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of uh, fairly old school musical theatre. Um, like, give us a bit of a hint. Oh, we've Well, got I believe one was written by Eddie, Mr Eddie. Yes, there's an Eddie Perfect song in there. I sing the Ikea song. I sing a big medley of all the songs that didn't quite make the cut. Oh. Um, uh, what else? We've got a bit of single ladies in there. Um, well, with your voice, it'll be brilliant. Fabulous. Now, now have we, we got only a date yet? Yes. Oh, yes, good. I got one. He, he seemed nice. Terrific. You know, and he was drinking a, a pint of lager. Mm. He's got a beard. Is that And how does that tickle your fancy, Noni? Absolutely. I go for beard. A beard will tickle your fancy, yes. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It'll tickle something. Yeah. yeah. No, Perfect. He seems like a nice bloke. Terrific. Yeah. Well, you know, nice is a good start. Yeah. Well, we have to get along and see the show to find out how it all went, I think, potentially. But uh, it is called Tinderella. It's having it Chapel of Chapel. It kicks off on the 25th of June, so uh, not too far away. and no, goes to the 27th. Yep. 
If you want to know more about it, go to melbournecabaret.com. Noni, thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you for time. having me. Joy, 94.9. Oh, it's been lovely to have you company, but guess what, Michael? Wow. We've reached the end of the concert. Oh, no. Uh, uh, even more. Mm. Um, next week is our last week. We're going on holiday. Yeah, we're having a couple of uh, months Plus, off. Yeah. Yes. So we are going to be here next week, but it will be our final show. So we expect, It's going to be emotional. We, you know, yes. We expect it will be emotional. Yeah, well, I'm going to let one out. I know I will. Mm, happens, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Now, a big thank you to uh, Andy on the front desk, Gary and Tam on the news. Yeah. Thanks for all your requests and... Um, See you next week. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.